Hello again, and welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Lantman, but most people just call me Landy. First of all today, some sad and um, upsetting news that we have for you. Now, many of us, I won't say we got used to it, but uh, from time to time out of America, we get news of mass shootings. And somehow we just take it in our stride. Like for example, 10 days or so ago, there was uh, two shootings in America. There was one up in Buffalo, New York, and then there was another one in California. Actually, it was in an area called Laguna Woods. And that one actually had something to do with Taiwan because these people in Laguna Woods, it's um, a church, which is actually the, all the members of the church are Taiwanese people who emigrated to America. They now live in America, they're in California. And they, have, they, they share this church with some local people. And they had a church meeting. And then after the meeting, they had lunch. And then somebody came in and started shooting at them. Very disturbing. Because the gunman, he drove all the way from Las Vegas. Let me tell you this first. So what happened is that one person died and five people were injured. And the only reason why more people were not injured is because these people now, these churchgoers are elderly people, okay? They are between like 60 and 90. So they're not young people, so they're elderly people. But somehow they attacked this gunman and they tied him up with an electric cord so he couldn't do more damage. But this guy drove from Las Vegas. Somehow he did some research because he drove all the way from Las Vegas to this church and because he knew they were Taiwanese people. This, this was specifically targeted at Taiwanese people in America. And uh, then he, he actually walked in to this lunch. He spoke to some people. He, I, I believe he also ate something as the people were having lunch. Then he started, he had a, a jacket on that said security. So he got up and he started locking the doors. And he even tried to glue the locks and the people just thought, he's a security guard getting ready to lock up the place. But some people actually left. And as they left, he said goodbye to them. And they were the lucky ones to escape. Because once they were gone, he locked the doors. And then he started shooting. And the, the one person who died actually threw a chair at him and then attacked him. But unfortunately, very sadly, that person was a younger, a younger guy. He got shot. He's the one who died. And then the others jumped on him as well and tied him up. And so saved many lives, we believe. Now, this guy... The gunman is in, he is in custody. They got him, of course. He's going to be tried for murder and he might get the death penalty even or life in jail. His name is David Chow. Now, this is a very strange story. This guy is American citizen who lives in Las Vegas, but he was actually born in Taiwan. His parents came over in 1949 with Chiang Kai-shek. Now, they say his family was forcibly moved to Taiwan so we don't know what exactly what that means, but he was born here. But in those days, the people who came over with Chiang Kai-shek, they, they considered themselves a little bit better than the locals for many years. You know, these, these soldiers who come, came over with Chiang Kai-shek, there were, of course, already many people living here. And he always saw himself as a Chinese person, even though he was born here, because all his family came from, from China. And then at some stage, he was even a teacher in the south of Taiwan. Some, uh, some people on the internet did some research and they found that he, some years ago, he was actually a teacher down there. But he, he went to America. Now he's an American citizen. And in, uh, in Las Vegas, he joined an organization called the Las Vegas Chinese for Peaceful Unification. And he joined this 
organization. This organization is actually kind of semi-Chinese government, run by the Chinese government. So, uh, but it says peaceful unification. But somehow along the line, he lost it. And he decided he's going to kill Taiwanese people. And he drove there to uh, Southern California and he, and he shot this one person dead and he injured many others. Now, the strange thing about this is that the people in Las Vegas, the organization he belongs to, the name says peaceful unification. But this was definitely not peaceful. And another thing that makes you wonder, anybody with like half a brain cell can think, it's difficult for us to understand how people like that think, because we cannot imagine doing something like this. Most normal people can just not imagine doing something like this. Now, if you compare him to a guy we've talked about before, civil rights activist, Lee Ming-Chi, you remember a few months maybe ago, we talked about him. He went to China to support some of his human rights activist friends over there, and then he was caught and put in jail. And not long ago, he made it back to Taiwan. He's, uh, after his five-year jail term, they, they got him out. He's back here. Now, if you compare him to the gunman, David Cho, they were very similar. Both of their families came from China, but they were born here. And the one, David Cho, never saw himself as a Taiwanese, whereas Li Mengzhe became very Taiwanese and very, not I won't say anti-China, but for freedom and things like that. So if you compare these two people, a huge difference, right? And another thing we must ask ourselves is, so when people do something like this, you go into a church and you shoot people after you ate some of their food. What do you really think in your little mini microscopic brain? What are you going to achieve? If he's really angry because he's, he said that he was against the Taiwan government, they are corrupt, and he wants Taiwan and China to be one country again. Okay, so that's what you want. Why not make yourself a huge poster, go and stand in front of the Taiwan office, which is like the Taiwan embassy, but uh, there in America it's not called an embassy. Go and stand there, hold up your poster, and say, Taiwan, you are corrupt. Please unify with China. Something Won't you get more attention, good attention, if you do something like that? Rather than going to a church and shoot somebody to death, you have achieved absolutely nothing. Like with most of these shootings, what have you achieved? The guy up in Buffalo, New York, he shot some black people because he doesn't like black people. So what has he achieved now? Has he destroyed all black people? No. He's killed a few people and caused terrible anguish for their families. But you didn't achieve anything. The same with this guy. So... A very, a very sad situation and a very sad story. And in the end of the, of the day, the, the, this is another thing that I wondered about. Is those poor, old, retired Taiwanese people who were in that church, they actually have not, they don't, it's not as if they march down the streets in Taiwan shouting, we want independence, we want independence. No, they just live there in America. So if that guy really had guts, he would come here and try to shoot some people here in the street, right? Because those poor people there had absolutely nothing to do with Taiwan independence or, or whatever. They were just normal people living their lives in America of, any, of, of all places, you know? Anyway, so you have to worry. What has he achieved? Nothing. So a very sad story, and uh, we'll have to see what happens to him. Hopefully they'll punish him to the full extent of the law. All right. I am looking forward to, uh, on these news episodes, not to talk about the COVID virus, but at the moment we still have to, because I have one or two stories I want to share with you. It must be nice, like, for example, in Europe, 
I think in Europe they don't even talk about COVID anymore because I saw last week in the news, or maybe two weeks ago, in the whole of the European Union, they don't even have to wear masks on planes or in airports anymore. It's absolutely back to normal for them. I don't think they are interested in anymore like we are still here because what happened here since I spoke to you last time, last time I told you that we got to 10,000 cases a day. And then since then it has been climbing and climbing and climbing all the time. The good news is the health department has said that this week, the week we are in now, it's actually going to peak. Our cases are going to peak and then hopefully it will start going down. And um, what has already happened is that in the north, which is more densely populated, cases have already started to fall. But in the center and south, they're actually rising. So the cases are still rising overall. But in the north, definitely have started to come down. So that might be a sign that we've turned the corner and hopefully things will get better. The one thing, though, that I do want to mention again, and our listeners will know that this is, uh, I'm very passionate about things, is about the masks. The Taiwan people absolutely believe if you wear a mask, you will not get the virus. And I know about 100,000 people yesterday who thought they were protected, but today they got the virus. So maybe the mask does not protect you, but that's not my, the main part of my story. It has become blurred. What is the mask actually for? The mask is for when you are in a crowded situation and many people are talking and spreading droplets around, the mask will catch the droplets and hopefully inside the droplet is the virus, right? I mean, the mask is pretty much not useful outside in a park or wherever. So before I tell you what happened to me, why I say that the whole mask wearing thing has become distorted, about I think it was about a week or so ago as well, that I saw that there's an, in, in 2020, a military officer, he was in charge of a warehouse. He stole 900 masks and he sold those masks for thousand Taiwan dollars. So he was basically, he stole these masks, which is just the beginning of the pandemic, and he sold it and he made $8,000. Now, 8,000 Taiwan dollars is like, maybe like 250 US dollars. It's not much money. And this guy got a, a fine and a prison term. The prison term is 10 years. 10 years for a profit of $8,000, I thought was a little bit excessive, but it shows you Maybe they thought you stole 900 masks, you killed 900 people. But I just thought, my goodness, let the guy pay back the $8,000, punish him, demote him if he's still in the army, put him a month in jail. But 10 years, I know people who killed other people who got less than 10 years. So I just thought that's, that's very distorted just for stealing those. Of course, the, the law says if you steal public property, you get 10 years. It doesn't care what public property it is. Another thing I mentioned to you some time ago, again, I'm digressing because I want to get back to the mask story, is that uh, in the previous news episode, I told you we don't have to scan our phones anymore when we enter buildings here in Taiwan. Of course, our Taiwan listeners will know that. But there is a new app that the government um, developed, the smart people, much smarter than me, and they are actually encouraging us to download this app because with this app, you get notified automatically if you have been even in the vicinity of somebody who has who is positive. For example, our producer, Wallace you got a message like that. It said to her, for this amount of time, you were near a, a COVID positive person. So just take care of your health. So pretty unbelievable, right? How they know this is now really big brother watching, but if it can keep us all healthy, who cares? I really don't care either, you know? 
So, okay, just to get back, I have a, a story that I, I want to share with you. A few days ago, I was standing at a bus stop and uh, I had a bottle of green tea and I just took a sip of the tea. Now, by the way, you are allowed to pull down your mask if you want to eat or drink. Even though we have to wear a mask outside, you, you are allowed to sit down, for example, somewhere on a bench and eat. So I just took a sip of my green tea and as I lowered the bottle, let me just tell you about this bus stop. This is a huge bus stop and there's nobody there. I'm all alone. There's nobody near me. The, the sidewalk, the pavement is like five meters away. And a guy walks down the pavement and he says to me, hey, you, mask. And I thought, hmm, that's pretty rude. But I thought, you know what? I will forgive you because it's maybe just he doesn't have the vocabulary to say, please put on your mask. So all the only English he has is, hey, you mask. So I thought, okay, immediately I forgave him. And then I lifted up my bottle of green tea to show him, look, I, I just took a sip of the tea. That's the reason why at this moment my mask is not on. And uh, I don't know if he thought that I was making fun of him by showing him the tea because he turned and he walked towards me and he stopped right in front of me, less than a meter away. Now, my question is this. If he was worried about the virus, surely the best thing to do is stay away from me. If you're really worried about getting infected by me, not wearing my mask, uh, just stay away. He was over there, five meters away. I couldn't spit on him if I tried. I couldn't sneeze on him. I couldn't cough on him. Now he's in front of me. And now he says to me, this is Taiwan. Again, I would have let it go because it was rude again. And I know what he meant is, you are in Taiwan now. Please obey our rules. That's what he wanted to say. But because he was rude twice, I kind of lost my temper a little bit. And I said, really? I thought this was Japan. And the guy lost his temper. And he started using all the dirty English words he knew and also Chinese words. And when I studied Chinese, I asked my teacher to teach me the dirty words. So I know the dirty words. Luckily, as he was going on, <laughs> my bus arrived. I calmly stepped into the bus with my mask on, turned around, and as the doors closed, I waved at him. And he was still standing there going crazy, shouting at me. Now, my point is just, for him, it was not about, it was just about the mask. They're completely obsessed about the mask. Even though I was standing there all alone, it doesn't register to him that that is no harm done. It seems to me at the moment, a guy can ride his scooter the wrong way up a one-way alley at 300 kilometers an hour with a grandpa and three babies on the scooter, no helmets. But as long as they all wear masks, nobody will blink. That's the feeling I get. It's just absolutely an obsession with a mask, you know, uh, which is now away from the reason why we're wearing it in the first time. Anyway, again, as my father would have said, just my personal opinion, I may be wrong. Let's move away from the masks for a moment. Oh, before, <laughs> before we move away from the mask, after that whole story, a few weeks ago, the government did say maybe in July, we'll be able to take off our masks outside. So maybe in July, I can drink my green tea at the bus stop without being attacked. <laughs> Let's move on to a little bit of a political story. Now, as most people will know, is that in 1949, when Chiang Kai-shek lost the civil war against Mao Zedong, Chiang Kai-shek came over to Taiwan. And uh, we mentioned it actually earlier about the, the, the shooter from Laguna Beach, right? His family came over with that, with that group. And um, then he, uh, he ruled Taiwan, shall we say, 
with an iron fist from 1941 until 1975, right? And then his brother took over and then Taiwan became a little freer as time went on. So now, uh, Chiang Kai-shek's great-grandson is actually a legislator. He is a, a member of the opposition now, the what we call the, the Kuomintang, the KMT, in the government. And just last week, he was nominated in November. Taipei, or the big cities in Taiwan, will have elections for mayor. And he was just nominated by the, the KMT as the, their candidate for Taipei mayor. Now, if this means that the Chang dynasty is coming back, in my opinion, unlikely, right? Because you know what happened in the Philippines, right? Marcos, who was a dictator and uh, stole so much money from the Philippines, his son was just elected as the new president of the Philippines. So you, you never know what will happen. But why I don't think this young guy, his name is Chang Wan An, why he will probably not uh, win, I, again, I may be proven wrong in the future, is that I just saw one piece of news about him in the legislature. He said um, there was a problem at a power station in the south of Taiwan. And for a while, a big part of Taiwan was without power. Okay, so he got up and he spoke to the Minister of Energy and he said, as politicians do, big show, he says, promise me that we will never have a power outage again. <laughs> and the minister said, but I, I, I cannot promise that. He says, so you don't have the guts. Promise me now right here in Parliament. Promise me that we will not get a power outage again. And the minister said, but I, I cannot make a promise that I cannot keep. He says, so, so you don't have the courage to promise. He says, well... You know, your great-grandfather, when he came over from China, he told all his soldiers, people, we're not going to be here long. Don't marry any of the local people. We're going back to China soon. He made that promise, and that never happened. So that was a, I just thought that was an excellent answer because it is so true. You cannot make promises that you, that you cannot keep. All right, finally, one final little thing piece of information I wanted to tell you is that now in, tai in Taipei, more and more of the buses, now I take a lot of public transport, as you know, more and more of the bus lanes are getting electric buses. Now that is cool. It's dead quiet when it's stopping at the bus stop or at the traffic light. And as you go, it doesn't make much noise. It's not exactly a Tesla, but it is, it is, it's nice and you get the feeling, oh, at least I'm not polluting the, the environment. And the more of these we get, will be, I mean, the air quality just has to improve over the long term. So that's kind of a little piece of news that uh, it's been coming for a while, but I just see more and more and more. And I've even had a chance to be inside one or two of them. And it's really nice. So on that note of clean air, we've come to the end of this episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And until we talk again next week, goodbye.